0: Welcome to Fargo Talks Fargo, a podcast on the FX television series, Fargo from FX, a television show. I've already said that. It's season five, episode ten. If you're just joining now, boy, you're kinda late. Uh where are we? Where yeah.
1: Well you're in Fargo. Okay, okay. I don't I got know what your listeners are.
0: Yeah, yeah. We uh we just hope that they're out there listening, nestled in, happy in their car, their couch, or wherever it is you choose to plant yourself to listen to you and I talk about this stuff, right?
1: We've made it. Yes. We made it to the end of this saga, this chapter in the Fargo universe. Do you think that... Oh, God, when you say that, other- <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm <laughs> so scared. Do you think that other characters, do you think that they know about each other or could know about each other from different seasons? Uh, No, I don't.
0: But I'm only saying this, Sharpie, because I broke... I broke a rule today that I've pretty much stuck to steadfastly. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, I did. I went out, and we don't read things before the show. Everybody knows that, Uh, and you've only got so much time. But you told me – I I read stuff, one or two things. But you told me to record the hot dish, and then you said, hey, listen on Wednesday. Wednesday is the jam you're rewatching, and then that way Thursday you don't have to cram it all in. And that's what I usually do. I just, like, I rewatch. I take tons of notes. And then we jump online. And that's
1: that's how the whole thing tends to roll. But time alone with my thoughts is dangerous. I'm, I like it. I'm excited to hear uh, what Bill has to say after he's stewed on a couple of things for a, an extra day.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's scary. You know, that's me alone with too much time. What do you mean? Uh, You know, just
1: you, you can get down too deep. Sometimes it's not right. Oh. Should we just do, start doing... Uh, this podcast a year after everything airs and then we just go, all right, everybody like chill out. We know this new season's out, but let's all wait one year and then watch together. <laughs> That's
0: going to require a great deal of uh, patience. And uh, boy, y- you got me there. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of scary to think about it because these podcasts kind of stay forever and we don't really go back and listen to our old episodes. And over the course of the years, I just, boy, I I sort of hate the idea of what we talked about back then because we're different. We're yeah, better, I don't right?
1: like that at all. Because
0: yeah, <laughs> I mean, no one would. I mean, it's just like sometimes the snapshot of you is, you know, even if you don't say anything like terrible, it's just you you have this tendency of looking back at yourself weird. But either way, bisquick, bro, bisquick. When
1: you think of bisquick, uh, do you th- is are biscuits the first thing you think of or pancakes? I would
0: say, I would probably go pancakes first, uh, and then, I don't know, somewhere after that, I would think about waffles, right? I don't
1: know. That's the other thing. And then, yeah, I don't know, biscuits. Of course, pancakes. Yeah. Even though Bisquick is an obvious uh, name for biscuits, and that's where it came from, uh, and that's what the recipe was, but... Now I just always associate bisquick with pancakes. I I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's so crazy that I
0: bisquick uh biscuits. I this is one of those God, I'm so dumb. I can't believe I didn't put all of that together. I just it's probably because I so associate it with pancakes or waffles. If that if I saw that box out on the counter, most of the time it was going to be that's what we were gonna be fed. If it was geez, if it was breakfast on a at night and you're gonna get some Eggs and bacon or sausage, and the Bisquick was on the counter. You're like, man, this could be the best, the best supper ever. You know, I I definitely wonder though how much did FX Bisquick is a trademark thing. That's B I S Q U I K. You have to wonder how much did
1: they have to pay to write. It's a trademark Uh, name, without a doubt. mm. Um, For me, it's Pillsbury for biscuits. uh, Well, (laughs) what? But oh my god,
0: (laughs) this is this is kind of insane. I feel like you've
1: just changed the whole script. But well, let's do. Uh, truthfully for me, if I'm making biscuits or pancakes, I'm not using a box because I've never used a box for biscuits or pancakes. Um, but I do I do like uh, the Pillsbury. Like, I mean, you know, they have that tube thing when I was a kid. I, oh, yeah. I remember busting those out. It's
0: half the fun is like...
1: Yeah, half the fun is like smashing it against the side of the counter and just exactly. watching it pop. Yeah, and they're those types of uh, biscuits that are like in layers, and you can like peel off each individual layer. God, you're, now you're just making when me care. hungry. It's like the string cheese of biscuits.
0: <laughs> that's a very, that's a very solid point. Okay, let's uh, let's talk Fargo. Talks Fargo. Fargo talks Fargo. Yeah. That, so we're we uh, we come back to this scene. Uh, the fog. Gator is uh, still on the struggle bus
1: under the tree. Did you get a weird Game of Thrones vibe a little? Uh, no, because I could actually see what was on my television. So I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, thank you to the uh, cinematographers and colorists. Uh... <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, credit where credit's due, obviously. it's, it's Plus, there was... Uh... There was no, like, tiny little heroine jumping from a trampoline, coming out of the darkness, uh, like on Game of Thrones.
1: <laughs> yeah, and if there was, uh, if that happened in Game of Thrones, I didn't see it because the entire show was blacked me. Yeah, Maybe I, mean, I just have a really crappy TV, which yeah, is probably well, true. <laughs>
0: well, you know, so here we go. It's like, there you go. There's ours. We keep joking about sponsors. It's like, yeah, well, uh Samsung TCL. slash TCL. So t- yeah, TCL. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. So uh,
1: So you got the blind rabbit wandering around in the fog. Um, Kind of expected uh, the turn of events for him is uh, something we uh, were expecting. Uh, We were expecting him to probably turn, especially after um, the previous episode where his dad basically crapped all over him. Um, So we kind of knew that turn was going to happen. That turn meaning Gator, you know, uh, telling the feds and the police, whereas Pop-Pop was going to pop up. Came right out of the rabbit hole as well. Yeah that's that's a really good point you know just thinking about
0: the the rabbit hole it's just I like that uh people have emailed in to talk about the cinematography you like your keen split diopter look I like that there's this journey and this feeling of the twisting and that kind of stuff and I'm uh, you know you, you just get kind of in your head about it and you try to decide if it's a it's just a cool move, or if there's a giant, some other reference that's happening for it, or something like that. But yeah, we're definitely heading down the hole.
1: Yeah, it just kind of felt, uh, what, what it immediately made, reminded me of was more of Alice in Wonderland kind of thing. Oh, nice. I um, like that. I like it a lot. Like, yeah, like going down the rabbit hole, I mean, we know, he. we've seen a lot of Red Pill references, You know, those are QAnon uh, references, but I liked liked that, like, leading up to this, a bunch of Red Pill stuff, Rabbit stuff, Alice in Wonderland stuff, um, and him kind of, like, going, you know, going through that rabbit hole is, like, him entering a new world, a new world where he's a better person and forgiven and, you know, uh, hopefully leads a brighter life, albeit in prison. Yeah, man, you're getting to the heart of this uh, real quick. You, you thinking about this whole path forward i mean who knows uh everything is really subjective in this show there's a lot to which is what which is what's fun about this podcast there's a lot to look into and read into and we probably do it way too much but hey that's the show <laughs> and that's why we're here
0: yeah you know the uh, the interesting thing after this too though is you know thinking about fathers and sons and uh, we kind of eventually get to the uh i'm using air quotes around church we get to a place where Roy seemingly feels forsaken by his father, right? Jeez, that's right. I mean, he spits on God's floor. Yeah, i I keep thinking it's it wasn't that long ago in an episode where he is calling him friend and talking about you know it's like they're in cahoots together. But yeah, it's
1: just a it's a boy, Roy. Roy right. always. <laughs> I mean, he had this tight relationship. God's got his back, not no um, more. God's on his side, which uh, everybody thinks. And and now he's got some sort of like beef.
0: Yeah, and when we say beef, we don't mean uh, the Golden Globe slash Emmys. Jeremy Allen White, uh beef. Uh, you know, Maddie Matheson, all that fun stuff. We don't want to get too far back into food. That'd be a. <laughs> we've already we've already started heading that way. But yeah, Sharpie, uh, you're you're right, and I think it's an incredibly astute point that I think Roy is, you know he's spat on this altar as is almost like this rejection of his religiosity. Mm -hmm. And I I mean, I'll come back to this religion point later, but I mean, I tried to figure out what was going on there and, but it was like, boy, it was just Mm -hmm. quick. And it definitely had some, some meaning about his also just to, to show his frustration with not being heard by his Lord almighty and maker. The other part that kind of got me in here is I was listening to the music and I was I was total struggle bus trying to get Shazam or something going but the uh the music that struck up sounded so familiar and I th- I'm pretty sure I should look back and see if we're right I'll double check but I think it was this Nikki Swango thing from season 3. No way. Yeah, Nikki Swango, that was a f- fun character and it's fun to s- it's also very fun to say her her name. So, but anyway, it was it was pretty cool, but it's quite a quite a telling moment for us leading into this to see like where's Roy and what's he doing and I don't know I, I have to wonder you, you go to the church just you're going to take a hot second to go there to, to to have a poor conversation with the Lord Almighty I I mean what do you
1: I mean what do you think interesting, where, interesting time to spite God uh, you're <laughs> such a holy man yeah it's a really poor day on the day you are kind of assuming, there's a good chance you're gonna meet him. You know? Yeah, you're re- you're you're going from reaching out to capital G
0: to lowercase G, but you're gonna end up in capital hell. H,
1: capital H,
0: capital I mean, oh, capital hell. You're going to hell, Roy. Gee, dang it! So, like, hey, what do you? So, what do you make of all this, like uh, hullabaloo that was happening between? Odin and Roy and did you see it coming in that kind of way or what like what was your hot thing about good old Odin? Uh,
1: similar to perhaps uh, Roy going to the church and uh, perhaps having his last conversation with God. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, perhaps Odin in similar fashion is feeling like he's having his last conversation with Roy and finally saying what he thinks I mean Odin's no saint uh, by any means he's the leader of a local militia he's breaking a bunch of laws and he you know he what am I looking what's the word I'm trying to say <laughs> uh, I don't he's know he's an asshole he stands up <laughs> 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 he, he's just trying to say his piece with Roy, basically. Uh, you know, he's not impressed with Roy uh, up to this point. Maybe he was at some, at, to some degree, you know, at some point in his life. Uh, obviously, approved of his daughter's hand in marriage with Roy, uh, but then goes out to say, you know, I'm surprised you haven't killed her yet, which is his daughter. Like that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's completely fubar and.
0: Just just the level of acknowledgement about all of it, because he must somehow, does he somehow know that he killed his other wife, or he knows, he clearly knows Roy can be a killer. I just, the level of how nonchalant they are in these conversations is, is insane to me, uh, but like... The other the other thing that I just kept thinking about was like he's some he sort of knows Roy mm. to some deep ability, but he also totally forgets that he can't control himself when he gets super spun up. And he here he is, he's just like poking the bear over and over and over. And when I look back at the rewatch, I was like, Well, of course he's gonna kill him right there. But I mean, I think they do a decent job. It's sort of a misdirect when you think they're gonna get into a little fisticuff. Action with the take out your dentures, old like old man. But bingo bango Nikki Swango, he's he slits the guy's throat. But mm. or the professor's throat? Or what was the line?
1: <laughs> oh, something about you're gonna have to start calling me the professor with the lessons I'm gonna teach. <laughs> well, there's a class I don't want to audit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh it, it, that's you know, this is that whole juxtaposition we get between Terrible violence happening, smashed up against. <laughs> stop, you know, weird lines and something slightly comedic. But uh, we're definitely uh,
1: Han shot first. Roy, Roy just pulled it off. Mm. Let's go. So we're not even seven minutes into the show. That's what got me uh, on this episode. Seven minutes into the show, and Odin's dead, and Roy's got a bullet in the belly, and. That was amazing. I loved it. I love, you know, why I loved it because it wasn't, we're not dragging anything out into this huge firefight for 45 minutes and then, you know, putting a little bow on everything mm-hmm. at the very end where yeah. people's got blankets over their shoulder and they're sitting in the ambulance <laughs> or something like that. That's always the way <laughs> those things end, isn't it? Like, uh, I don't need to <laughs> draw out these like action sequences like some people like. I loved getting to the point extremely quickly because you know what happens after that? You're left wondering, like, whoa, cool. There's another 40 minutes here and I have no idea what we're going to cover. Obviously, Ula is still out there. Um, we've got Wit hanging out, going to save the day or something. But there's Mm-mm. like, there's like so much to discover then at that point. We just get to it and we get to, Enjoy more depth.
0: Yeah, it's a completely like it's just because it's just so unexpected, and I know we're overly biased about the show because this is the only podcast we do on a TV show. Or this is the only podcast we do, but yeah, they do such a good job, and they kind of like it's almost like they skip the appetizer and they're like, "Hey, by the wheel, by the way, dinner's ready," and they do that, and you've, you you do have that total. Hey, what the heck's going on now? Moment, but it gives you. Time to think about other details and yeah. things like that.
1: I I loved little details in this episode. One of them being uh, the fact that the feds and the SWAT team are well. First of all, they're all geared up like military military industrial complex in full effect. Like the the FBI is in like full military outfits. Uh, helmets and all the gear and all the toys, but they're like barricaded behind their cars and the militia men are literally hiding behind a wire
0: fence. It's, it's, they're clearly not trained. They don't know. They don't know. You know, what are you going to do? Like I, I wrote down in one of my notes though, that I was like, it's just a whole bunch of dudes pointing guns at each other (laughs) and they don't know what they're doing. And they're just it's terrible and you just think well this is not going to end well for some of these for some of these people you know as we look at this kind of season as a whole it's been so interesting uh in the way mm-hmm. they've kind of told us that this is sort of an inverted or a retelling of the, the the movie as we know it and i kept trying to find places where i thought there was like uh either a mirror reflection or something similar and i couldn't tell but there's that scene where marge the way Roy went, like kind of running towards the dugout, like d- doing stuff, <laughs> he looked a lot like the way Gare was running away from Marge in the movie, mm-hmm. and it it just kind of caught my eye. It's kind of just a little, a little, little shot there that was fun, and oh, and the thing about that too is that, um, much like Gare, I, I thought, mm-hmm. you know, I know Ula is kind of our like we think of him as the Anton Sugar and the something, but. He's still sort of the the lone man standing in some ways that we're seeing in this scene because Ula has sort of disappeared, uh, mm-hmm. but but Marge shoots Gare too, but doesn't kill him. And so I thought, well, maybe this is just another connection. The mm-hmm. way that Dot shot Roy, but it didn't kill him. Uh, and so that's kind of that's kind of an interesting thing to put there. But I don't know. I mean. When you see it and you kind of tie it together, it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, did not put that one together, but that's good. It also, you know, skipping just a bit ahead, it also had me thinking about that whole, it's the movie, it's the show, things are different, uh, and but things are circular. But I did feel like a lot of this episode was returning us even to early scenes from the season this this year and but it made me think about the whole ula saying that it's not a circle it's a line but maybe it's not and i don't know we don't have to get all uh christopher nolan and memento about it but uh yeah it's just kind of it's a whole it's a whole different world that's going on and uh i think it's cool i I've, I've been in en- i've been enjoying it
1: and yeah, here's another episode of Rabbit Hole with Bill and Sharpie. Okay. <laughs> well, just as uh, Gator went down the rabbit hole and came out the other side his father, like son like father, as they say. Um <laughs> and the kid goes down the, the rabbit in hole.
0: The spoon, mm-hmm. Little boy blue and the man mm-hmm. in the moon mm-hmm. when you come coming home son I don't know oh, That was God, really oh, good. God, I hope
1: God, you keep is... that in there. Yeah, this is a terrible idea. Sorry, I apologize. Um, just like Gator went through the rabbit hole, came out the other side of maybe a different person in a different world, Roy does too because Roy goes down the rabbit hole, comes out the other side, and he's got a whole new life ahead of him now. So that is like a transition for him. It's like that's that hole is like transitional probably. Transitional hole.
0: That feels like it could be a show title. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta back up just a hot second to the wit and and hit Roy in the t- the tunnel kind of thing or whatever you want to call. It. I know we talked about. I've said he needed to pay a debt, but I and I saw them squaring off. But I
1: felt I I kind of right. didn't see it coming, but I did. Did you? I didn't at first, but as I was watching it, and you know he's not just shooting him, which we know he's not going to do because he's wit and he's like uh like. He likes to play things by the book, uh, which he's mentioned before. Um, Not in those words, but he when when it was taking a while for him to, like, put him down, I was like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Because wit is the good and he does owe a debt, not to say that his life has to pay that debt.
0: Yeah, it's it's just those debts. It's so I mean, yeah, we're gonna have to visit about
1: debts. We know this character owes a debt and uh this whole season has been about that. Exactly. And you know what? The the whole franchise is about evil and goodness in the world and how it doesn't always work out. No, it's it's tough. For the better. Mm. And good guys die and bad guys win.
0: Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, when you say it like that, it's just so true and you have to
1: acknowledge and understand it, but you just hate to see Roy uh, win. Roy is a dirty guy and sometimes playing dirty puts you on top. Unfortunately, that's the world. And that's kind of been, I mean, that's been a theme of this show since inception. Uh, that That's not the right word, but. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're not you're not <laughs> talking
0: about the Leonardo DiCaprio movie that <laughs> you want. Like, wait, the world is folding on top of itself?
1: No, it's just yeah. Um, and that's just it. So Whitfar ended up paying his debt, unfortunately, with his life. Uh, but what a great character, uh, fun character to see Lamorne Morris play. Loved every second of it. I wish we could see him back. That's how this show goes. So,
0: yeah, I mean, he, it was a great character. I actually, I would have, I would have been fine with a little extra, even
1: of, of that character
0: because I just, you know, he's just likable and you, you want more goodness in dark shows. Cause I've had a few people talk, comment to me about how this, this is a very dark season. Overall, super nice to see his character, to see the development of what happens between him and, Dot and he and Indira in their kind of burgeoning partnership and caring for each other. It's, it's, uh, that's sort of what maybe makes it so sad when we look forward, uh, in, into the episode and realize that it's, you know, the life lost and what we don't get. But yeah, I mean, if he could have lived, we could have had like another classic, uh, Indira and Wit mess around. If, uh, that's me referencing, uh, New Girl, if there's any New Girl fans out there. But yeah, it's, it's gone too soon. I mean, sometimes I feel a little bit overly fanboy about this show because we don't tend to lean into being hypercritical because we just like to enjoy the show and we find our places to nitpick. But I I think every time I see this stuff get cast, I'm like, God, they're doing so good. But even the, the supporting cast and the other characters, they all were great. I mean, so many, so many, so many great people in this show that did a fantastic job, in my opinion. And since we're heaping praise on uh, actors from the show, Juno Temple was superb in so many ways uh, on this season of Fargo. That scene, kind of after she's done talking to Gator, where she just wants to find her trooper, Deputy Whitfar, who we were just talking about. And you realize, oh my God. And the, mm. the yeah, they don't, there's just the shaking of the head. It's just
1: gut wrenching. Yeah. It was, um, Juno Temple did a really good job on that reaction.
0: Yeah, I even made kind of a, a dumb joke on our Instagram that that she's, you know, she really ties the season together, Juno does, and it does a great thing, you know, but insert my dumb uh, Big Lebowski, the, ru- the rug really ties the room together thing. But I definitely keep thinking about the circle and the line stuff that Ula talks about later and where... It, it it can take us but i don't know why i'm just keep getting sort of stuck on it and not in the bad way but i just this whole show it's uh the line thing is it's something else i can't seem to put my finger on you know what i mean
1: i mean let me see if i can kind of uh guess where you're going here um you're saying that it's almost like a palindrome this episode because we end up... We end up, which was the name, I guess, of one of the uh, previous episodes. Uh, and other episodes <laughs> yeah, it was. Maybe. Nice. Um, yeah. But <laughs> uh, it, because it ends back at uh, Wayne and Dot's house, right? And mm-hmm. this show kicked off very much like the original movie Fargo when you have this character, Dot. And these two these two ghoulish guys are coming into and breaking into the house. And we end in that same house, in that same living room. Uh, with the one of those characters. Yeah, so it did come all the way back around to where we started.
0: Yeah, it was quite the ping pong. I, I, Sharpie, I so much appreciate that. You know, it's so much more than you could <laughs> do. It's such a better job of clarifying than I am today. And speaking of mm-hmm. circling back, that also when Gator and Dot are speaking and he calls her Nadine, it's one of the few times I think on the show where she doesn't correct him because that's just Dot. She doesn't need to do that right now. She's doing what she needs to to try be there, I guess, for for Gator. And he
1: just – he hasn't got there yet because,
0: yeah. Because
1: that's what Gator – that's all Gator knows her as. And she knows that. And you know what? She's forgiven him and even – That's so nice. And will even visit him every month in prison with Scotty who – good for her. I mean, Scotty's going to turn out great. And bring him his oatmeal raisin cookies and – Yeah, that's tasty treats. So, yeah, I mean she's – and that's kind of been her take throughout this episode is um, forgiveness and not buying into – not having to buy into the story that you're being fed. Gator doesn't have to be this big, strong, Mm alt-right militia man. He doesn't. He can choose a different path.
0: Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, we'll we'll kind of get to that later too in the kitchen later uh, at the home of the lions. But you're, yeah, it's definitely a thing. I mean, it's kind of that's that's part of the arc of this story that I kind of like is that even if you're not there and you're not one hundred percent to perfection yet, people get to get to change or adjust or adapt.
1: Like everybody, Oli, right? Oli doesn't have to be full of sin and only be on this path of eating sin and being sin. yeah you can pick your own path everybody gets screwed at some point everybody gets hurt at some point point. and we live in this world these days where everybody thinks that somebody's you out know. to get them and trying to hurt them mm-hmm. and you know wants to retaliate when the reality is everybody's getting shit on everybody hurts everybody has bad days we don't have to make a we don't have to have a villain in our life i i love that i mean i think we even mentioned it in other shows like if if
0: you don't have an ability to change we're you know if we can't we're so screwed i i mean we're not trying in any way shape or form to like cast dispersions on anyone if they they there's villain villains in their life or things there's yeah there's terrible things but I I even sometimes when celebrities or somebody has terrible stuff going on, you sometimes you're like, Ugh, whatever. You have plenty of money; it's fine. But I don't know. At the core of it, um, <laughs> we're all human, and everybody deserves a little bit of empathy and time to have some introspection and think about what have I done wrong and what can I do to change that. I just want to make sure. Yeah, we're that's part of what the show is saying, and I think that's part of the kind of the joy and the interesting of Dot interesting of dot that doesn't make any sense but this is what this is what dot provides i mean she don't get me wrong she's the tiger and she will mess you up if you (laughs) i mean she did just shoot roy but you know roy was threatening her uh but she she has patience she has empathy she has insight that she can offer to the world and i think that's i don't know i just think that's a great thing to remember and i like what you said as well I mean, it's, it's a TV show, but it's it's hard watching a fictional character, too, that you look at and you're like, man, I, I should be better. I can be more,
1: I need to be more like <laughs> Dot. Uh, I loved the very short little scene where you can see a range of emotion across Dot's face in the back of that car. Yeah, I mean, she just, it's so, it, it
0: stretches back and forth. It's kind of like a wave. That she that she has
1: it goes from like shock to what just happened to a sprinkle of relief back to shock then to sadness then to relief again and maybe finally some happiness once she realizes you know they she's about home and she's gonna be reunited with Wayne and Scotty
0: it's such great. Work as an actor to be able to convey so much in such a short span of time with zero words, yet somehow relaying a ton of
1: emotion that just pulls on you, right? Yeah. If you were to look at a still image of her face in the beginning of that shot and her face at the end of it, it looks like two different people.
0: Yes. It's almost like multiple
1: scenes. It's so amazing.
0: And the other thing that we kind of got to get to about it is that you know talking about the circular and the straight line and the or the palindrome as you had mentioned is we're back we're back again to the very early scene of her in a the back of a car in the first episode after she got uh, got in trouble at the school board meeting so we we're we're back at it again uh, just another indicator of how this goes back and forth and back and forth. Did you watch the show Ozark? Oh, absolutely! That's you know that's another great show that has just a super cast with some very standout individuals, but lots of great supporting cast. Uh, I mean, there's a, yeah, but I mean, is there like a scene there that you're trying to reference for for us here? There's a
1: scene um, where the I think the actor's name's like Tom Pell, Pelfry or something. He plays the brother. Of the Laura Lennon character. That dude gives you a
0: run for your money for some of those episodes of that show. Where you just, you can't decide if you feel for
1: him or if you're mad at him. But uh, yeah, this uh, the scene you're thinking of is what? He's in the back seat of a vehicle and it's just one shot mm-hmm. and he goes mm-hmm. through a range of emotions. And it is an absolutely stunning performance. And that's what this made me think of. Totally different type of performance, but... If you watch Ozark, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you should watch it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, now that you're reminding me of that, I know exactly what you mean. It's just people who can say things without saying things. It's not as easy as you'd think, and it's just it's just the range of emotion that you can you can show people. Yeah. But for real, I don't know. I don't know how many seconds it is, but it is. It's just it's it's great. Go back and watch it. it, it definitely. Ozark and this mm. scene
1: with Dot and we finally uh, get reunited with the family and even Lorraine who face to face accepts dot as her new daughter which is so good yeah i mean did you did you buy it yeah i think it was
0: genuine i agree i just have this thought in the back of my mind that she's still kind of in a gross business and it's but it's still nice to see that she was able to come through for her daughter-in-law and be a little bit more heartfelt for them. Mm -hmm. And have a nice family moment.
1: All right. So we skip to a year later. We've got a little time transition here. Fast forward. It's a year later. So remember, it was 2019 when when this story kind of played out. So now it's 2020. and The future's now. One thing that I was (laughs) thinking (laughs) of was uh, what? Are we in the same universe? Is this reality? Because we've been so like Trumpy and political throughout this uh, show or season that it seems like we are in the same world. However, (laughs) uh, nobody's wearing masks in 2020 anymore. So there's obviously no COVID in this universe. Um, Not in, not here at the cemetery, not at the penitentiary. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Do you have any? This is part of that thing I read ahead, and I'm so mad I did it this time.
0: And it was from Noah, but he mentioned in it that he very specifically avoided COVID and timeline to be that way, so there were no masks or any of those things. And I think it's just he was he was trying to avoid getting into that deep well of all all sorts of those divisions and those topics, and it's just there's there's enough meat in this show, I think, that putting it in there would be, it just would have been, it might've been too dense, but mm. I don't know. Uh, next we meet at a scene at the graveyard uh, with Whitfar, and there's this uh, reflection of Indira, and we see that she is joined by Scott and Dottie. Scotty and Dottie? Jesus, Scotty. Scott. Anyway. Um, and they freshen up, very kindly freshen up the flowers on his grave with these beautiful tulips uh, that are just kind of a, I think they're just peaceful and calming. Uh, but what did, you, what did you think overall?
1: There, I thought there were a couple of nice touches to this scene. Like you mentioned the, the, the yellow tulips. Uh, you mentioned the grave, the reflection, anniversaries, things like that. But all in all, I mean, this whole scene, I to be honest, I probably could have done without it. Yeah. If I'm going to be totally straight. I can feel you there, dude. That's fine. Uh, it was nice to show that you know they do have these commitments that, and they make good on them. Uh, it probably shows that Dot will be visiting Gator in prison every month because she's coming to Whitfar's grave every year on the anniversary. Or maybe this is the this is the inaugural yeah, yeah. visitation. When they say it's something about anniversaries, I assume this is the first time since last year.
0: I know what you mean, though. It's uh, it, it's just it is a nice scene but i don't know how much we glean from it i mean there's a few points in there but i i i like what you're saying though about her dedication to what it could be and could mean that she's they're doing it and that they they're noting that the sacrifice he made was real and it's their way of uh i would i would guess to honor and pay tribute I mean, I guess the goofy question is, are you a peanut M&M guy or are you a peanut smoothie M&M guy? What's the answer to that, Sharpie?
1: Mm, What do you mean? Peanut smoothie? Peanut butter
0: uh i'm an idiot yeah peanut butter did you call peanut butter peanut smoothie (laughs) i did i'm very clearly i'm very clearly thinking about chunky versus smooth (laughs) do you do you refer to shut up (laughs) do you refer to peanuts
1: as like hard and smooth with smooth being peanut butter You got to leave this in. I'm gonna start calling. I just
0: realized. I just realized. I even said smooth. I mean, I guess it is smooth, but I mean, it's creamy or chunky. That's whatever. I I've messed up. I can't recover. Everybody from now
1: on (laughs) call peanut butter peanut smoothie. This is this is (laughs) great.
0: This is my legacy from now on. I mean, it's okay in the end. I guess I was just a peanut M Ms or. The I don't even know what they're called. Whatever. Tell me about your
1: M&M's stuff. Jesus. I'm a regular yellow bag peanut M&M's guy. Is that what you're asking me? <laughs>
0: yes. I just don't know what I'm doing anymore with my life. I'm ride or die on that bag with you, but clearly Scotty's got different things going on, and she has made her selection.
1: Yeah, she's, she's a peanut smoothie girl. I mean, I'm... I'm. I would Since eat peanut smoothie. Enough M&M's, with the peanut smoothie. But, jerk. There's there's all Ugh. kinds of fancy M and M's now. They got like M and M's like pretzels and stuff in them. Never had them. Sounds delicious. Yeah. Salt you- and chocolate and crunchiness. Uh, yeah. Count me in.
0: Yeah, it's the perfect balance of those things. That you're right. I mean, but <laughs> I don't know. So the ones. That, the 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 creamy inside makes me feel weird. But okay, let's mm. digress.
1: Can we please get to the print penitentiary? It's yes, How, yes, it's time.
0: The, <laughs> enough with the peanut wars, m M&M and wars, and the smoothies, but what's life like for Roy, do you think?
1: Yeah, he is probably already not having a great time. I assume that's why he had to um, get affiliated with a group uh, and you know, get branded himself, as he's probably branded a lot of cattle. Oh goodness, um, but, I never even would have connected so, the uh, Rancher Roy
0: to his brand new uh ink that he's seemingly acquired uh in his new and fantastic life.
1: Yeah, now he's branded. Hey man, a, a law enforcement person is not going to have a good time in prison. So he's got to get affiliated like right quick and um and get his little branding in place now the queen of debt this kind of totally shocked me. The Queen of Debt playing her hand like a true professional. She's playing the long game. She knows this is her world. She knows that debt for her is power. And she's willing to use yeah. that power to the best of her ability. And what a move she plays. With knowing that lots of prisoners are in debt, they're just going to keep getting more into debt because it's not like they're making a ton of cash in prison, although some people might be. So she's going to use that to her advantage and basically cover a bunch of prisoners' debts in exchange for making Roy's life miserable. Not killing him, not giving him the old shank, just a nice, slow death by a thousand cuts. (laughs) which is perfect.
0: Yeah, kind of satisfying. I got myself down a rabbit hole of terrible Google search history, which is what happens when you start looking for swastikas of all sorts of varieties, which I realized was the dumbest thing ever. And I'm like, oh God, somewhere, somebody thinks I'm a monster, but the swastika on his neck is from the Odinic right, which Wikipedia lists as a reconstructionist religious organization Named after the god Odin, that should kind of connect us with some things. They they've sort of rejected some of the like mm-hmm. the normalcy of Christianity not normalcy, but the the ideology of it and they lean more into the like Norse mythology. And I have to think that at some point this must be maybe connected to earlier yeah. when you noted that he He spit at the altar and maybe he is having this kind of rejection of God. But that's a that's a lot for a tattoo.
1: It's still a swastika. It's still yes. a representation of fascism. Uh, we all mm-hmm, get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is a nice touch that they didn't just go straight up swastika and went with that Odinic right. Like, yeah. I'm still thinking
0: about how much it looked like Lorraine loved laying this plan out to Roy and watching him sort of shrink into the magic of that. Did you, f- that? that's something you noticed as well? when you saw
1: um well i before she does so i uh-huh. found it interesting that she dismissed indira oh the principal stuff um before getting into like how she's going to make this guy's life miserable because you know what indira is like wit and likes to play things the right way the straight way the by the book way and this is sort of not necessarily wrong but it's definitely outside of Uh, Indira's moral code. Uh And if she doesn't know about it, it won't (laughs) hurt her. (laughs) Plausible deniability. So I thought that was kind of interesting, but I just absolutely loved um, I loved how she laid it out and how he tried to play it tough, but you could kind of see through uh, you could see through that a little bit in his eyes and see that fear, which is a good uh, job by John Hamm. Yeah, he's slowly
0: shrinking away from his current machismo and what he thinks is gonna happen to him he he thought he was safe because as you pointed out he's kind of like he's ganged up with some people who he he thinks might have his back and this definitely kind of touches on our comments earlier in the season about this you know uh kind of roman coliseum of how we sort of love the idea of watching somebody get their just desserts and eventually but we don't have to actually physically watch it it's just Great for us to seemingly know what's going to happen, but it's it's very it's rough. But she she definitely the mama lion here loves dishing this out. She loves the orchestration, and I have to admit, maybe I think uh, Danish would be Danish would be proud of what she put together.
1: But yeah, Dot and Scotty finally get home from their trip to the <laughs> grocery store where they got peanut yeah. smoothie M Ms. Cheddar cheese, (laughs) sour cream. Yeah, Wayne, because we very
0: clearly this they just they don't give a rip. It's
1: it's dairy or bust. Yeah, Wayne Lyon clearly not given a flying F about his lactose intolerance, but they that's what the lactates for. So, but we when when Dot and Scotty enter the house uh, and you see Wayne from afar from the entryway. He, he's you know sitting very like properly and just kind of staring, and it's very obvious that something's up. So uh, he's not rushing to the door to help get the groceries. Yeah,
0: he you'd think he was. He seems like a helpful fella, and but there's just something happening there, and it's ominous. And
1: they you, you wait for that camera pan. You know, he's like in a trance. <laughs> he's still got some. <laughs> yeah. yeah, still obviously got some neurological issues. Not really yeah, totally present. <laughs> No, I mean, and he's,
0: well, that that was a lot of electricity that coursed through his body at one point.
1: And lo and behold, Ula Monk is in the living room and taking us all the way back from where we started. So here we are um, and love hearing him talk in his 500-year-old manner. He's just like... This fantastical character. I mean, we now know that this guy's been wandering the earth for hundreds and hundreds of years. He mm-hmm. got here before – he was here before Christopher Columbus. He was here before most northern Europeans uh, or Europeans, I should say, uh, which is true. I mean, in Minnesota, there's evidence of people from the Scandinavian region being here from that long ago. Well yeah, before I – mean, The
0: Runestones.
1: Yeah, well before uh, Christopher Columbus, well before, and and they landed literally in the middle of the continent. They came from all the way over there, and they didn't land on the East Coast. They didn't land in the Bahamas. They landed in the middle of Minnesota, traveling through tributaries that got them all the way from the sea in longboats. And we hear a little bit of that, so that's all like based in reality, which is very interesting.
0: It's so hard to imagine that it's stuff because I just, you can't even fathom the idea of the, crossing the sea in those ways back in those days. Mm-hmm.
1: I think that stuff's fascinating. Um, that oh, absolutely agree with that. Uh, and there and there's there's one of those longboats in uh, Fargo uh, or Moorhead rather, Yumpkumpst. Um, mm-hmm. which is next to Fargo.
0: Yeah, so if you want to visit Moorhead and learn more about Viking ships, these people here in the region built a replica of a Viking ship called the Jomkomst. Jomkomst. I'm probably saying it wrong. I'm not very good with Norwegian, but it means homecoming. Uh, and it's in this kind of weird building in Moorhead. You can go visit it, but they, after they built it, they put the thing in the water in Duluth in the Superior, Lake Superior, and th- they sailed the thing to all the way to Norway. And then it stayed there for a while, and then they eventually shipped it here, and it's been basically dry docked as as a museum piece. But uh,
1: you know, a little connection to Oli there, maybe. So back to Oli. Uh, so I this was probably my favorite scene of the entire season, where you've got Wayne punching in and out, and Scotty punching in and out of this like fantastical characters. Like uh, he's trying to have this like soliloquy going on, but you know, Wayne drops him. Wayne, Wayne wants a pop. Hey, you want a pop? I want a pop. Grab some orange soda. Clink. Handsy. <laughs> <laughs> Ula clearly has no idea what, what it is. Like what it must must be like a must look like a magic potion in some sort of uh, weird sign mad scientist vial. Because uh, he looks at it as if it were something like some sort of like witch's potion. But the the cheers, um, the the shout outs to the like uh the chimpanzees the tigers the zoo <laughs> all that kind of stuff yeah a um, fun fact i've uh, i've so actually good. been
0: to that zoo and seen that tiger and uh yeah it's a it's a very nice zoo not a big fan of zoos but uh it was it was fine but yeah carry
1: carry on um so good and also dot so this is where dot takes control of the situation in the best way because Oli's talking about how a pound of flesh was taken and now she owes a debt and like that's his, you know, he has to live by that and now that debt has to be paid and just because he let her out doesn't mean the fight is over, doesn't mean that they're friends. And she kind of just ignores the story that he lays out in front of everyone. He's he's going by the book. He's saying this is the way it has to be because that's the way it's always been. And she just... Totally ignores that, completely ignores that, and doesn't let. She doesn't let Oli suck her into his storyline.
0: Yeah, she's definitely kind of almost like, hey, your Old Testament friend. I'm uh, I'm going New Testament here. There's a different world, and things can change. You know, if we're gonna tie into the Ula monks, uh, you know, kind of religious eye for an eye and and kind of background and what he does. But yeah, he he he's he's so quizzical too when she's saying it because just dot is so clearly got her own thing she's not pontificating to him she's just telling him like hey you know uh it, it can be it can be it can be different it's okay
1: it's amazing she he's like you know a pound of flesh must be taken now a pound of flesh was taken now a pound of flesh is owed and she's like well um it's a school night and we're halfway to dinner, so let's make biscuits.
0: <laughs> it's just the thing that really, this offers us so much to see like this, is that they, they let you... It's there's so much serious stuff happening and they're trying to just like break us back a little bit to be like, Come on, we can have this moment and it's okay and we can we could pause and we can change things up but uh yeah, I got I got some other stuff going on. I got some shit to do. <laughs> it's and she has rules. They're her world. <laughs> and that's the thing she's like. She's like, School night, sorry, I got stuff to do. I get your I get your whole point about you wanna do this, but uh hey friend, I, I got family night going on and we gotta we got shit to do. So either you you got to skedaddle or you got to clean up and help out and uh, sit and say stay for a spell have a little have a little chili with us.
1: It is great to see him wash his hands and how they are just forever unclean because <laughs> <laughs> they do not get clean. Five hundred years of dirt, man, is not going to come off with of a little bit of dawn. Oh, it's a lot. You're going to need to bust out that lava. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're going to. A little more scrubby, scrubby before you get your mitts in the bowl. Oli starts making the biscuits, just like Bill's cats are doing right now. Oli's making the biscuits, which is clearly, um, you know, some sort of reference to him finally getting his pancakes right, because it's basically the same food, <laughs> just slightly.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all it's different. just it's all varied, but yeah, she's. She's, uh, showing him all the, uh, the hot tips and the secrets to getting this done right. How to make bisquick
1: quick. Her, you know, biscuit secrets, which include buttermilk, which you, which is what you'd put in pancakes, honey, which is what you would put in pancakes. So it's very clearly like him. This is him getting his pancakes. That's all he wanted. He's been eating sin for 500 years.
0: <laughs>
1: he, the man just wants a damn pancake. And he gets it. And I believe, and to me, you know, that's like uh, Dot's telling him that, you know, maybe he just needs something. So he goes on to tell this story about what he's been doing. He came over on the longboat. He's been eating sin. That's all he knows. That's all he tastes. That's all, and that's all he's made of. And she's like, yeah, maybe you just need something made with love. Have some chili and biscuits. This is love. Perhaps eating the biscuit is him absolving himself of his own sins he's eating maybe his own sins and uh now he can be free from that because he just instead of eating the sins he ate the love maybe that's what it is and he's now free and he will fade away to dust (laughs) and blow in the north dakotan wind yeah ula is now free to be a heartwarming and
0: caring individual, but I, I really like that what you said about him. He's doing it, you know. The other thing that that's sort of that I thought of later is that he, um, she, you know, in the kitchen where she sort of chastises him about like, hey, you you have a choice. You you took the job. You got to deal with kind of the consequences. But he didn't have to eat it. He didn't have to help make dinner. And he's actually making a choice right now to enjoy something and feel that, or try to do that. And I think that's another thing that just makes it kind of seem or actually feel good. Goodness, I just totally realized something I meant to mention earlier when they came home that I looked up. And I, you know, past seasons, I've got down weird places looking at the numbers on things and, you know, still trying to figure out what the dang symbols and the runes on the wall of the the Bobsey twins room was. But uh, their house number is 1219 when they pulled up and I just couldn't stop myself. And I had to just quickly do like 1219 Bible and see what came up and there's only 12:19 one in the bible from what i can tell quickly but uh, i thought it was pretty relevant and i'm going to i'll lead in with uh 12:18 romans 12:18 to be exact so in, at 18 it says if it is possible so far as it depends on you live peaceably with all then 12:19 says beloved never avenge yourselves but leave room for the wrath of god for it is written quote vengeance is mine i will repay says the lord and then in romans 20 it says no If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. (laughs) Clink, have an orange soda. And back to the Bible quote. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I just, that has to, maybe it's a crazy coincidence, but uh, yeah. Eat, take the soda, uh, and, you know, biscuit.
1: Eat the biscuit, man. Yeah, so I mean, beautiful scene, loved it. I love uh the ending the show with that smile on Sam Spruill's face, playing Oli Monk. So what a perfect ending! Yeah, and absolutely. rarely do do people say that when a season ends, right? Uh huh. People people often love to like criticize the ending of shows. I thought that last shot was the most perfect way to end it. So good. I
0: think, yeah, you nailed it right there. It's just, they the show had so much serious stuff going on and so many dark things happening. I mean, there was moments of laughter and jokes and things that we find entertaining, but you're right, it's just so nice to come back to something and end it, you know, and especially in an era where people just, no one's ever happy the way things end, it seems like. But
1: yeah, it was absolutely it was good. 500 years on this earth. Do you think he ever had to take like a driver's ed class? <laughs> I don't know. I mean,
0: he's he's more of a boatman <laughs> from what we've just heard.
1: <laughs> you give me the most random things to think about, dude. Jesus, that's my job. Well, Bill, uh, I mean, what what did you have some things you wanted to ask me about, or should we wrap it up here? Ten years later.
0: Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a trip, man. Uh, thanks for doing this with me, buddy. I think yeah, I. The season overall, I think, I thought it was fantastic. I'll be curious to look back on it later and maybe do a rewatch at some point. Uh, But, you know, I like that I just feel good about the ending, and I just don't want to kind of let that go. There's hope, there's humanity, there's redemption, there's change. There's a push for all sorts of things, and I think it's just so nice that in such an awkward show that involves people getting shot and hurt and murder for hire, that you can still kind of come around to something that has a different kind of quality to it that can make you feel, you know, hopeful, you know, because even the ending of the movie was Marge, you know, saying, what, and all this for a little bit of money, you know, this, on the other hand, is showing you mm. that you can, you can do better.
1: I really, I I really enjoyed the season. I thought there were some good lessons. I loved I think people got kind of uh, can easily get tired of the political commentary. I liked it uh, because I think they were still able to pull out like some surprises. It wasn't the same old stuff. Um, it was just a, a layer in there, which is a layer of reality. And there's a lot of layers of reality in this show, in that bad guys sometimes get away, good guys die. Uh, things happen, things don't get explained. We don't have to know what happened to Danish's eye. We don't have to know why. Dot f- was faking her accent and we don't have to know where Lorraine's accent came from. You know, these things happened. It even, you know, Mm -hmm. they said that she was dropping her accent. Why we will never know. We'll literally never know. And that's kind of Holly's style. Yeah. The mystery. Um, I saw an interview with him where he said that season five was planned to be the final season. Uh, and he told FX that he said this will be the last season of Fargo. But then after filming, they said, well, why stop now. So we don't know if there'll be a season six, but um, it, we know that they had really only intended it to be five seasons, but now they might just keep on going forever because why not? It's an interesting universe. It's different from all of the other universes on television today. It's a successful show. It's a very... Uh, award winning show um, it always does well it always brings out interesting characters it's like a really good um, little world to play with evil and good good and evil mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why not just keep it going it's a different <laughs> story every time uh, yeah. it's a fun little vignette every time and it's a it's a very interesting world. And yeah. I look forward to more. I'm sure they're gonna do more. We now know that it's not necessarily the final season, but you know, still could be. Very much looking forward to Noah Holly's next project, Aliens, um or Alien rather, which will be a TV adaptation of the of the film series and franchise. So uh, that will be very fun. We're not doing a podcast on that one. Sorry, Bill. No, we're not. Nope, uh, not doing uh, it. <laughs> but I am going to watch it, and I'm going to love it. Absolutely. So very fun year. Uh, we may have some interesting things ahead, so stay subscribed, folks. We're working on a couple maybe bonus shows for y'all. So we'll keep you posted. Follow us on the socials. Email us at podcast at com. If you have any additional comments, Bill will get back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, anything more to add, Bill? <laughs> no, not really.
0: The last thing I guess I would say is the last episode we record of every season is always what I think to be the hardest. Because everything's. there's been a pin put in so many things. And then we get talking... About it, and there's just such a mad sprint for nine weeks of watching the show back to back to back, two shows a week, two shows of recording, editing, and doing these things. But I hope we got as much as we could have in there. If we didn't, like we've said before, just email us. We're happy to try talk to you a little bit about it, and we're looking forward to producing more content in the future. But we really do appreciate everybody who listens, uh, the time you give us, and the energy that you kind of put forward for what we do. But yeah, it's just been another super season. So I appreciate Sharpie and uh, everything he puts into the show as well. So I don't know. I feel like uh, we should just finally get wrap up this palindrome and button it up. All right, let's wrap it up. All right, you you gotta you gotta say the stuff though.
1: Chicken picada. Till next time. Bye now.